<laughs> little housekeeping. Um, I am not sweeping. So, dusting, last doing Thursday, laundry or dishes. That's fine. Last Thursday, I will watch you work. And you are watching me. I'm working really hard right now. The last Thursday, I put up a classic episode from the year 2000. Why? Were we out of episodes already? Yeah, we were out of episodes. What the hell's wrong with you? I did. Well, we, I is that when you thought, material. or is that when you couldn't find the ones you thought we hadn't done, but we did? No, that wasn't. It, we were oh, really okay, out of ahead. episodes. So, and then I did one Much on Friday, us. right? I think figure yeah. I'll just cover them both. These are some, you know, nobody except people who were listening back in 2000, and that's more than 20 years ago. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me feel better. See. Anyway, you know, I get a quick note. Scott. I have a 17 year old granddaughter. You don't think that makes me feel old enough? <laughs> so, Scott, you're the oldest. That's fine. If I live long yeah. enough to see my youngest granddaughter graduate, yeah. I will see my grandson yeah. in first grade. Yeah, boy, they really stretched him out, didn't they? Well, you know, Eric's been kind of slow on the draw. He has always been Can a I late, say that? late bloomer. And then I have a ocelot ball story to start with so it kind of works okay anyway i'm sorry let me we do have the housekeeping. housekeeping you did best ofs for two days that nobody probably ever heard of not even us go ahead and patrick says did we Scott? do them yes okay. oh yeah they're from they're from 2000 when well, i uh, just I, we had our guy I, from australia that kept saying that whose name we would never pronounce correctly on purpose You're, no i'm pretty sure we couldn't <laughs> in any I've case us. not that bright uh hope all is well with, I hope are you gonna all. do this or not what is the deal I might. Okay. If one of us shuts up. Well, if you shut up, we won't have anything to do. So that would be dumb. <laughs> Hope all is well with you guys. I need my daily fix. I wrote back, all is well. Tony had some time conflicts this week that made it hard to record. Therefore, the classic episodes from 21 years ago. Good to hear. Classic with a CK or an X? No, I, I just mispronounced it. Good to hear. I had no idea this had a previous life. And I said, well, it started more than 30 years ago. And we have an interview Ian conducted <sighs> about the history on our YouTube page. So he can go watch that if he needs it. Fast forward to... Yeah, because Ian's actually funny at times. Yeah, he really is. We are, but he is pretty TITR episode 213. The story I had about all the people showing up in traffic naked. Yes. Or with their bare butox uh, yeah. showing. Patrick, all these people naked. Tony asked what was in the water that day. We don't know, but it sure wasn't standard water. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, your family, your neighbors, people on your block, anyone you've ever had any acquaintance with. <laughs> That's not bad, though. No, that is really <laughs> no. pretty good. You're so, going to be a shill, by God. Be a good one. Be a very good shill. Now, uh, you're going to go... Paul Allen on KFAN is so good. Yes. He's golden, man. He, he's, does, he's perfect. He does okay man. radio work. Yeah. But he's really... He and Common Man are really good at the shills. Anyway, yep. sorry. So, um, if you like the kind of crap we just doled out, subscribe, uh, like, subscribe, and or follow. This is True Really News. And extol our virtues to... Our virtues. Virtues? Virtue. Our old virtues. It's a, yes. In some in some languages, virtues. Careful, I could be related to virtues. In any case, please have your friends like, subscribe, and or follow This Is True Really News as well. Tony's going to start really, first. Right although after really, this. if they like us, yeah. if they have friends. Not not any of their parents didn't pay. See? By the way, your wife's check is late. <laughs> this is true. 
Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. There is a lot of weird stuff that goes through the mail system every day. And most delivery staff I'm expecting don't understand what's in the packages. So the folks that handled the animal testicles never knew it. Oh, okay. 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 So it's people. They were mailing animal gonads. Okay. But scientists, it's, this is not an ugly sex story either. It's an amazing, wow, those scientists, aren't they something time tunnel kind of thing. Okay. But scientists recently made such a bizarre delivery from Texas to Ohio. It was all done in the name of saving an endangered species. Scott, our story begins in late July. When an ocelot named OM-283. I've always loved that name. From the, you know, I wanted to name our son that, but no, Eric, without a K. <laughs> it's not getting into that now. He lived, well, lived at the Laguna at the a Laguna at its Cosa National Wildlife Refuge. Okay. He was a reasonably smart ocelot, but he apparently got adventurous and it cost him. According to Hillary Swartz, a wildlife biologist from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, because really, where else are you going to get a job like that except at a university or the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, uh, called OM-283 a lovely boy. She said the nine-year-old ocelot died because he got too adventurous. He had been using protected wildlife road crossings for over a year. They were safe. They were effective. He was fine. Then he got adventurous. And he decided to cross the road at an unsafe location. Well, all good ocelots must come to an end when they're hit by a car. He probably was following that stupid chicken. You know, if the chicken wouldn't have crossed the road, the ocelot would still be alive. However, since ocelots are extremely endangered in the U.S. because, I don't know, I'm guessing they're conservatives, the only population in Texas consists of about 80 individual ocelots. So the ocelot conservationists wondered, could they help OM-283 continue his lineage even though he be dead. Now, hey, come on, it's October, Frankenstein. Thomas DeMere, which, by you the know, way, the a- image of bolts going through someone's testicles is a problem. For that's me. where you go from here. Really? Well, that's right where you go from well, here. The, Have you been hit in the head with a hammer or what? More than Repeatedly? once. Yes. <laughs> by the way, it's the fiend, not the Frankenstein's monster, and certainly not Frankenstein, because... Pretty sure he wouldn't name it after himself after he saw it. Anyway, Thomas DeMare, the senior vet at the Gladys, the Gladys Porter Zoo in Brownsville, Texas. I'm guessing Gladys was rich. Yep. Um, got a strange phone call. Hillary Swartz <laughs> said she called me during the night, I suppose, to tell me that she had a report of a recently dead ocelot and that she was going to pick it up and she was going to put it on ice and bring it the first thing in the morning. That's when it got a little strange because we could try to collect the, the testes for the goal of collecting reproductive material. You know, when you say you're going to give your body to science, there are things you think of, things you don't, don't, don't. Thank you. And that's, by the way, what Swartz did. She she threw old OM-283 into a freezer box and drove him to DeMar. DeMar says the procedure is a valid method to preserve a species. And this is a quote, okay? A quote from the senior vet. 
if the gonads are collected soon after death, gonads from a yes. are collected soon after death, you can actually retrieve either sperm or eggs. Well, you know, not from the same one, and yeah, then sure. subject them to freezing. Well, I suppose you could nowadays. They might be you know interchangeable. No, no, they no, can- no, no. You don't understand biology. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not the only one. They can be used at a later date to produce offspring in another uterus, so to speak. No, that would be just how you speak it. The late OEM 283's gonads, because I'm scientific, were now safely in a freezer box, but problem. Didn't have the equipment to do the stuff in Texas. So off they went on a one-way ticket to the Cincinnati Zoo in Ohio, and time was not on their side. This is like an adventure film. <laughs> Where the star dies early and everything else is about, you know, other stuff. Because the reason you're on the clock is genetic material starts deteriorating after 24 hours. I got to tell you, the, the, the pitch for that movie would be one I'd want to watch. I would, I would pay money just for the pitch. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, in that office, somebody would go, that's stupid. Walk out and go write that minute check. <laughs> Who do we get to play the ocelot? Um you get somebody famous because you're going to kill off. Quick, well, if it's blood. nice, make it Tom Hanks. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, like a really nice walk part. on part for a minute. Where was I? Anyway, 24. Uh, here we go. So we received the samples at player number three. Now, Bill Swanson, director of conservation at Cincinnati Zoo Center for conservation and research for endangered wildlife. God, his card must be like this placard. Exactly. Um, we received on a big chain. Remember, they have 24 hours, right? They got the sample yep. 38 hours dun, after the cat dun, was hit. Dun, 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 he did dun, not dun, expect dun, to find dun, a single balanced spermoid. I'm just giving you a little music. To- Great. An ocelot dies, and you're talking about a, a TV show with a guy's name Graves. That's good. That's that's was, very sympathetic. That's, that's yes, like that's where I went from there. Tom Hanks movie series, <laughs> but never Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Sorry. Oh, good. Wishful yeah. thinking on my part. Great. Now I'm going through all of the Mission Impossible movies with Tom Hanks as a star. Him hanging on the side of that building in Dubai would be very odd. <laughs> Let's get back. Hey, hey, hey! Get a grip. Get a grip. We're getting back to the sperm. He'd be in Dubai, he'd say something like, uh, "We've had an issue here." Wait, that's Apollo 13. Never mind. Go ahead. No, Houston. There's a problem. He would say. <laughs> Oh, what was Ving Rhames' character? He the would guy. say his name, and we have a problem. Yeah, that's true. And then in his head, there'd be this long montage of, you know, if he hadn't been banging all those women before the mission, he'd have been fine. <laughs> anyway, they're off to collect the sperm, and the doctor didn't think they could get any. To his surprise, they got $250 million. Wow. Um, yeah. He froze 20 semen straws. Walk proud, us a lot. 20 semen straws. Come on, you're in your brain right now. You're thinking, how did they get the semen in the straw? Don't go there. So theoretically, he says we could do 20 artificial inseminations, but in practice, that means probably 10. Mm-hmm. Um, he added the quantity and quality of OEM 283's baby-making material was a testament to the ocelot's power and virility. May he rest in peace. Well, you know, not, not all of them. Of oh, Rest in pieces. Yeah, one in te- some in Texas and two that we know of in Ohio. And several uh, million elsewhere. Else, well, that'd be... Be babies, little baby ocelots. Scientists would like to see the ocelots making babies a natural way, but because there are so few few remaining kitty cats, scientists and, are disgusting. And they're, they're a little voyeuristic, I got to admit. <laughs> now I want to Google ocelot porn. You are a disgusting human being. <laughs> yes, I are. Where are we now? Oh, with so few remaining cats, and they're very territorial. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've started 
keeping the genes in the family, so to speak. Kind of like royals. Yeep. Which can, you know, incest is never a good idea. I don't care your species. Yeah. So conservationists often end up using artificial insemination to try and preserve the ocelots. There is a bit of good news mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. OEM 283 sperm has already been used on an ocelot named Lucy, and the results are looking good. Excellent. So OEM 283, wherever you are. Go get him, boy. Proud. I can imagine the story she can tell the kids. <clears throat> Florida laws. You know, when your grandpa died, we made you. What? I never knew him. Never saw him. If he's I've only heard stories. You, oh, boy. Florida laws. If an elephant is left tied to a parking meter, the parking fee has to be paid just as it would for a vehicle. I would think more. It's a it's much bigger. Elephant for God's sake. You might have to clean. <laughs> It is illegal to fish while driving across a bridge. And I have a problem with that. It could be considered trolling, right? See, which would make you not only evil on the bridge, yeah. but in most internet chat rooms. <laughs> is it, con- uh, it is considered an offense to shower naked. I'm going to have to check with someone on how else to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Men, men may not be seen publicly in any kind of strapless gown. And you wonder what happened to... Well, that knocks the heck out of Thursday night cross-dressing, doesn't it? Exactly. Having... Wow, that seems so tame in this day and age. Well, hang on. Here comes one that's not so tame. Oh, geez. Assuming the porcupine is wild and not a pet. Having relations with a porcupine is illegal, if not impossible. Unmarried women... (laughs) No, go ahead. Unmarried women myself are prohibited from parachuting on Sunday or they shall risk arrest, fine, and or jailing. And finally, thank God, it is illegal to fart in a public place after 6 p.m. on a Thursday. That's only common sense. <laughs> Just stay out of the parks the other days. I would say Saturdays especially. Well, you don't have to stay out of the so, park. So this one is not funny or weird. It's Well, it is weird. Yep. But it's a debate we've had on and off for decades now. Mm. So listen up and you tell me where I'm off on this. High right school there. soccer. Damn. All right, Scott. <laughs> oh, High school soccer player in northern Michigan broke records for most goals in the game. But as you may have guessed, not everyone's happy. Yeah. Kevin Hubble is the young man. He plays for Benzie Central. He is one of the best players in Michigan. Sure. He scored 16 goals against Kingsley. Did Kingsley not put defensemen out? Well, you know how that goes sometimes. Well. The September 29th game was declared over at halftime Ooh. because because Central was up 17 to nothing, 16 from Hubble. Oh. Hence, you can understand why people are upset. Yeah. The Kingsley coach, Tim Van Vingerden. You of I'm all guessing. people should be able to read that name. You would think. I'm guessing he's Irish. <laughs> to go after a personal record like that at the cost of another team's dignity was a little uncalled for. Soccer is not the right place for that. Soccer is a gentleman's sport. No, it's the not. King, the Kingsley School Board actually planned to discuss the issue at their next uh, meeting. Hmm. The Stags have had a rough season, by the way. That would be the, the Kingsley Stags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on 15. They lost again last week. Hubble easily broke the Michigan high school record 10 goals in a game set by Carl Trost of Cheboygan in 2003. He also set a national record, 16 goals, I would think, and only half that. 
Hubble and Benzie Central coach Chris Batchelor knew the record were possible and had discussed the thing during halftime. But the coach said, we're in a society where negative speaks before positive. I knew everyone wouldn't agree when we bro- when he broke the record. I knew there'd be some people upset with it. And if there's any criticism, he said, it should be directed at me, not at him. All this is nothing more than noise. Let's get back to appreciating soccer. Hubble, by the way, the kid figures his 16 goals is going to be surpassed sometime too. <laughs> so what do you think? I think it's Which, fine. See, you're out there playing the game. Um, and you can agree to end, end it early. The other team was which they did wildly outmatched. Yeah, and in high school, that's going to happen. Remember, there was a every some now and team again. that won 102 to like eight. Yep, and people <gasps> they're running up the sky. You know what? You've got kids on both teams playing. You're Let not there play. to embarrass. You're trying to do what you can do. Because honestly, I thought of this the other day. My youngest granddaughter has five years of organized hockey left. Five okay. years. She has played more than that. Mm-hmm. already she's played nine years of organized hockey okay and i remember how fast it went when i was in high school when my kids were in high school it was like how can they be in high school already weren't they just this little big peeking over the boards yeah and all of a sudden they're both out of school and now they've all got kids and it's like i'm old yes you are and and shelby's a junior she'll be her last year is next year mm-hmm. in high school so i'm thinking you know Part of me goes, yeah, you really don't want to embarrass the other team. And the other part goes, yeah, but you're playing ball probably for the last time in an organized event Mm -hmm. and probably for the last time in an organized team Mm -hmm. and a team that is probably, for the most part, made up by your friends who you won't get to play with again, except in beer ball leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I can I speak as a teacher right now? No. Go ahead. I I really want to. Um, There is a learning opportunity for the losing team. Don't give up yes. your don't give up your dignity. Keep playing no. as hard as you can. What you to do lose man. that way is never embarrassing. No, that's not. They can't take your dignity, but you can give it to them. Right. That's if 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 you let it harm you, you're harmed. If you don't let it harm you, you're not harmed. But that's the stoic in me, right? Yep. So speaking of farting in public, some years ago, the government government of Malawi as all good governments do, Uh proposed some clean air legislation. However, when the general public caught... You're just doing this to annoy me, aren't you? However, when the general public caught wind of what was actually in the legislation, they cried foul. Farting? Here's the text of the law. Okay. Any person who vitiates the atmosphere in any place so as to make it noxious to the public, to the health of persons in general dwelling or carrying on business in the neighborhood or passing along a public way shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. Yes, they were going to ban all trouser coughing. Once this story hit the air, it hit the fan. Every news service. So it wasn't around- actually a fart then. It was- <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Every news service around the world started making fun of Malawi's government with headlines such as Big Stink over Malawi's farting ban. Of course. Whoopi Goldberg suggested the law include the principle of he who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> Whoopi can be funny occasionally. Yeah. And uh, oh, man, it did not go well. They, uh, it, they eventually had to have a talk with one of their TV stations and they had the TV station had to write an apology and say, no, we'll never make fun of the government again. <laughs> That's all oh, wrong. That's half the fun. It's kind of an indoor sport. 
Like farting in an elevator. <laughs> this is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.